Yo, if you're a real fan of hip-hop culture, then listen up because we got some news for you. Hip-Hop Confessions Podcast, hosted by me, Mad Skills, is teaming up with the Questions Hip-Hop Trivia for a live podcast and trivia game experience called Questions and Confessions. It's the ultimate hip-hop learning experience. Come through and kick it with me and my homie Sean Kantrowitz, the creator of the game, as we interview special guests from your city and get their hip-hop confession, and then we let the audience go head-to-head with hip-hop trivia for a chance to win some really dope prizes. It's a perfect night curated for the real fans of the culture. Sunday, March 26th, we'll be in Washington, D.C. at the National Hip-Hop Museum. Monday, March 27th, we'll be at Punchline Comedy Club in Philly. Tuesday, March 28th, join us in Virginia Beach at the Beach House 757. And Wednesday, March 29th, our final stop is my hometown, Richmond, Virginia, at the Park RVA. If you love hip-hop culture, you really don't want to miss this exclusive event. Go to the link in my Instagram bio for tickets, at SkillsVA. Hope to see you there. My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Paris, I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. Oh. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. Yo, what's up, world? This is your boy, Mad Skills. We are back. Happy 2023. This is the first show of the new year. I'm excited. I hope y'all had a good holidays. But listen, Hip Hop Confessions is back, and we coming back strong. Y'all know what it is, man, but if you don't know, I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell. This is a show where I bring in industry alikes, my friends, my homies, and I get them to reveal something hip-hop related or music related that they have never told anybody and we like to call that a hip-hop confession kicking off the first episode of 2023 i got one of my guys man one of my homies <laughs> the bro in the building representing la west coast the great dj khalil what's up man what up man what up how, how are friend. you bro i'm good man i'm good i'm i'm like nervous and happy to be on the show all at the same time <laughs> 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 but no, happy, it's good. It's happy good, man. New it's good to year see you. to you, man. Happy Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. Good, how's, man. How's your holiday? Oh man, listen, I I, I disappeared for <laughs> me too. For uh, I I deleted all of my social media and everything. I disappeared right right after like Black Friday. Man, good for you. And I didn't miss the shit at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um. <laughs> I, I deactivated Instagram, Twitter. I took the shit off my phone. And you know what's crazy, Lil? I got so much done in that <laughs> Right, month. exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, um, And I, I hadn't known what it was like to, to just go off the grid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it was certain things that was happening. And uh, I I had no fucking clue. Like, yeah, yeah. Somebody, so I was <laughs> at the studio and somebody was like, yo, man, Tor- Tory Lanez just got found guilty. And they were like, I was like, he did it. I was like, you didn't know skills? That happened like three days ago. I was like. Nah. I don't, yeah, exactly. I said, bro, I said, bro, if Lester Holt didn't talk about it on the 630 <laughs> NBC nightly news, I don't know what the fuck is right, happening. Right, right. If it don't make the news. <laughs> then whatever. Right. I don't know. Right. Like, right. So, so a rapper 
you know, no dis no disrespect to him, but you know, a rapper beating up another rapper, if it don't make entertainment tonight, right? Yeah, then it's not. I, news. I didn't know. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just I'm just getting back. Yeah. Uh, and I'm ready to start the new year fresh, man. I'm feeling good about some things I got coming up. But you yeah. know, it ain't about me. It's about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen, man. Um, you know, a producer, you. You've been producing, you've done a lot of, you know, you've done some major Eminem records. Dr. Dre, 50 Cent, that that whole camp, um, you know, uh, just pink. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. when did you when did you when did you start producing? Man, uh, I started like in man, nineteen ninety. I mean, oh, I wow. don't even think I wasn't really even producing to be honest. I was just like a friend of mine had a studio in, you know, in his garage and like my mom introduced us and like I just literally hung out there and he he already had a studio. Like he was in the same grade. We were both in 10th grade and <clears throat> he already had a full studio and he was just showing me this is how you loop stuff. This is how you do whatever. So I just started going through my dad's. I was sneaking records out of my dad's collection, like literally and going to his house all weekend and trying to learn how to make beats. Literally, I was listening to like I, I'll never forget like. When I heard like Mecca and the Soul Brother for the first time, I was just mm. like, that was like the pivotal moment where I was yeah. like, some click. Either I'm a really, yeah, either I'm a really do this or I'm gonna quit because it was just I couldn't believe that you could even make something like that. Right. So it was just like at that at that point, you know, I was just kind of messing around, but I was like, no, I gotta take this seriously. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, um, and my dad kind of gave me a reality check too because like the first time I played him like my first beat tape, he was like this is trash, like, this is terrible, you know what I mean? But he was doing it to to tell me, like, you know, keep doing it, like, you know, and understand how music is made, like, this isn't in key, and, you know, you're just throwing a bunch of loops together, you know? Right. I, I, I didn't get it at the time. I was kind of like, this is hip-hop, you don't know what you're talking about, but right. I, years later, I understood exactly what he was talking about, you know what I mean? And, you know, here I am. You know. What and I mean? it's, so. it's crazy, you know, it's crazy that you bring up your dad, because your dad is a is a legend in himself, you know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah, crazy man. that you didn't even go into basketball like your father is. Walt has, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I was, I wasn't, I didn't become six three. I didn't get the six three gene <laughs> like my dad. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you, yeah, former <laughs> NBA player, you know, UCLA yeah. player, coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's crazy that you didn't end up at least yeah, a man. ball boy or something. <laughs> I was I know a ball basket, boy. <laughs> I know basketball is a part of his life. You know, a big yeah. part of his life. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a big part of my life. It just I just wasn't athletic like him. I wasn't, you know what I mean? But I played like a year in college and you know, I, I you know, won a championship in high school and all that, but it just once I found music and hip hop, it was that was that's all I wanted to do, literally. Like once I started DJing and I figured that out, I was like, "Oh, this is I love it." Right. I spent every waking moment doing it, you know what I mean? So I mean, to, uh, up until now, literally, I feel the same way. I'm like, I feel like I just discovered it again. You know what wow. I mean? Which is like a blessing. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like it's all new with all this new technology, uh -huh. and I feel like yeah. I'm getting better, and I'm really like excited. Like I, I haven't even made my best music yet. You know what I mean? So that's really wow. how I feel. Yeah, that's crazy, so, man. Like, yeah, you man. know, for you to be in this as long as you have, and to come from you know the coast that you came from. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um. You know, you were, you know, if you started in like the 90s, 91, 92, like, you know, NWA was already popping by then. And, yeah. you know, the sort of iced tea, you know what I'm saying? That, that yep. West Coast gangster music was already something that was making its way across the rest of the world. 
Yeah. You know I mean, but but you you met Dr. Dre at like a young age, though, right? At Thirteen. Like before. Yep. So you met Dr. Dre at thirteen. At thirteen, he and my sister were like really good friends, and she we my my parents threw her a birthday party uh, at our house, and Dr. Dre, Chris the Glove, like all like everybody came to the party, like they took wow. over the whole house. It was crazy. <laughs> And me and my brother, me and my brother Jalal, my brother Jalal, like he was the first one to DJ in our family. <laughs> and we went up to Dre and he talked to us for like 45 minutes, like, you know, what what he went through, like, you know, how he got started and how his mom didn't believe in him until he got his first check. And it was incredible. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was yeah. like the most and Chris the Glove was DJing. Yeah, it was it was it was insane. Yo, you had the best well, your sister had the best West Coast hip hop party ever. Ever. Without knowing that she had it. Ever, do ever, man. I met Dre through her. I met Sir Jinx through her. Like, you know, everybody she just knew everybody. You know what I mean? She was just right. like friend, you know, so like Sir Jinx used to just come by the come by the house. Like I remember Sir Jinx brought DOS effects before it came out. And played it for me. He had he had a he had like a Honda Accord, a souped up Honda Accord, and was like, "Yo, you gotta come to the car and listen to this." And he played DOS Effects, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" I'm like, "Who is this?" Right. Like I, it was it was nuts. You know what I mean? But it was just like I met all these legends at like a very young age, like 13, 14. It was just insane. That's insane. So at thirteen, insane. you meet Dre. Yep, thirteen, man, thirteen, and then you know you come full circle where like two thousand three, two thousand four. I ended up playing beats for him. You know, I worked with this artist that he signed named Brooklyn. <laughs> and, you know, he loved the beat so much that he was like, yo, I want to keep all these beats. Who made them? And then when I when I came into the studio, he saw my face and he was like, yo, how Stacey do it? Like, how, you know, he was right. asking about my sister. And like, yo, and he told the whole story. Like, he remembered everything. I, wow. I couldn't believe it. That's I couldn't, crazy. Like, his memory is insane. So he was telling everybody in the studio, like, yeah, I met him when he was 13 and, you know, blah, 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 and the whole conversation. And then, like, maybe, like, two or three months later, he was like, I'm signing you to Aftermath as a producer. It was like, I, I couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? So wow, to go from being, like, an aspiring DJ to, like, literally signing my first, like, production deal with Dre is, is crazy. It's, like, insane. That's insane. And that that's really a full circle moment, man. Like Literally. You know what literally. I mean? So just, and, and at that point, you can be like, hey, like, I, you know. Hey mom, dad, like I know how to I know how to loop beats and key now. You know yep, what I mean? Exactly. Like, no, I know, I mean, I, it, yeah. It was confirmation, but it was like, you know, they they supported me. That that's a good thing. It's like my parents were like, I was keeping the neighbors up at four in the morning, literally. They were like, they fought all the neighbors off. You know what I mean? So Right. So, you know, they they were they were fully in support of everything I was doing at the time. It was, you know, so man. That's my super dope, man. Like Yeah. Yeah, so so like out of all of the records that you've done, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of people credit you for you know the the Eminem records that you you know you that you did kind of like got him back to the forefront. You did a lot of crazy joints for him, um, mm -hmm. but my favorite of yours is probably that, and I want to just discuss how it came about and just get some insight on because I never really knew is Jay Z's Thirty Something. You know oh, what I'm saying? oh well, I didn't do that. That was that was Dre and um. I Dewan. thought you did that. I did, Mama. I did. I made it. Mama, That's made what it, it. was. I, Mama, I Mama made, it. made it. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did that record come about? That's like, a, yeah. This is it's pretty crazy because that was supposed to be for Detox. That was a Detox record, and basically, 
Jay Z was finishing his album and Dre was mixing the whole thing because I think Dre mixed like probably more than half of that album. Right. Yeah. And you know we were around record one and like you know Dre was mm-hmm. doing the mixes and all that and I was just bringing the beats and I had this one BCD that had like it had it just it was just crazy it was probably one of the best BCDs I I ever made and right. like and you know he sent the beat to Dre. I mean, to Jay-Z, Dre sent the, the beat to Jay-Z to to have him write the song. You know what I mean? When Jay-Z heard the beat, he's like, Dre, I got to have this beat. Right. Like, I, I got to have this beat. Like, and, and Dre was like, well, you know what? He's like, I already wrote the song. He's like, the song's done, basically. Yeah. And Dre was like, you know, he was gracious enough to give it to him. Like, he didn't even have to do that. You know what I mean? But I think right. Jay-Z was just like, he's like, man, this is the last song on the album. I think they had already started mastering or they they had already mastered the album. They added to it, added to Kingdom Come like last minute, right? From from what from what you know, Dre told me, you know what I mean. And I remember Dre calling me like, "Yo, man, congratulations, you made Jay Z's album." This was like he was coming out of retirement, you know what I mean? So it was a big, big deal. Yes. And like, and I was, and it, it was funny because he was like, "Yo, I need the sample information." And I was like, "Dre, that's not a sample." He's like, "Nah, man, yeah. for real, you don't want it." He was like, like "You don't, don't want to play get the same." Yeah, he's like, man, come on, dude. You don't want to get sued. You want? I was like, Dre, that's not a sample. That's 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 my my you know my friends Dante and Mashika. Like, they literally made the sample. You know what I mean? And like, and that at that moment, Dre looked at me completely. Dude, he was like, wow. Like he couldn't right. believe that. You know what I right. mean? So it was kind of like a turning point in so many different ways. You know what I mean? To get a major placement like that, and like before people were making their own samples, like, you know, that was kind of like a huge placement at the time, so. Yeah, nah, super real. Yeah, man, it Damn, was crazy. Damn, that's crazy, man. And I always tell people, like, you know, with, with Dre, um, I try to, you know, when some of my younger homies would just be like, yo, man, what was it like working with him? I'm like, bro, it don't matter. Whatever, whatever session you had with Dre, I don't care if you're in there for 10 minutes yeah, or 10 man. hours, it's going to be the best session of your life. It's life changing, dude. Like you know what I'm just saying? to just to watch him work even now, man. Like he's he's outworking everybody even now. So it's like yeah. to watch him work and put records together and the detail and how he hears stuff. It's like it's like watching Quincy Jones. It's like the hip hop yeah. Quincy Jones. Literally, it's like what he hears and how he his vision for a record that we don't probably don't even get. We just, we won't get it until it's completed. You know what I mean? But, right. He just understands the urgency and like the moment, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like not every producer has that. That's a very yeah. special trait, you know what I'm saying? To really he's incredible, man. He's yeah, no, nah, man. I, I you know unbelievable. Like it, for real. It's super, super ill. And like one of the you know, I I'll I'll tell my my little quick story later. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do my confession, but yeah. <laughs> um but let's get to it, man. Listen, we got you on. You know what the name of the show is. It's called Hip Hop yeah. Confession. So Khalil. <laughs> I need your hip hop confession. Talk to me, brother. All right, yeah. I was trying to figure out which one, but like this one. Hey, we take them all, but I, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Now this, <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I, I was, I was just thinking like, back, you know, back in the day, Prince had a club called Glam Slam, and that was like mm-hmm. where everybody went. Like that was like the club to go to at one point. And I think in Easy L.A. E, right? Yeah, in yeah. L.A. And Easy E hosted a night. I think. I think it was like a ruthless, some kind of ruthless, whatever. Right. And, um, and you know, it was just like everybody was there. It was just like, you know what I mean? And he had, you know, he debuted some artists and then he brought this group out 
And he was like, you know, everybody, you know, this is my new group, Bold Thugs and Harmony. And I was like, Bold Thugs and Harmony? Like, I'm, you know, my friends, we're just like, what? We look at each other like, wait, what? Right. And they started, they started like singing and harmonizing. And I was like, wait, what is going on? I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm such a hip hop purist at that point. I'm like, oh, what is, what is happening right now? You know what I mean? Completely. I was not down. I was just like, man, I, I don't, I don't understand <laughs> what this at all. What the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like, what is this? Right. And like, I say maybe like months, a few months later, they were huge. You know what I'm saying? And I, and you know, it's different when you see it live for the first time and they're harmonizing, they're doing it live. And I was just like, I, I really can't process it. I don't this. get it. Right. I, don't I get can't it. process it. And then like, you know, for them, for that to just be like the biggest thing in music at one point, especially for hip hop, it was just like, yeah, I couldn't have been more wrong. Like literally, I was <laughs> like, yo, I, I, I take the L on that one, man. But, you know, much respect to Bone Thugs and obviously rest in peace, Easy E with that. That, right. was, that one caught me off guard. I did not. I was not down at first. I was <laughs> down. What's so crazy is I remember, you know, I'm a East Coast. I was an East Coast rapper, so I was so heavily East Coast influenced. So when I saw Bone Thugs and Harmony, I was like, I remember seeing them on Rap City and I was like, I like, yeah, I don't get it. Like that whole fucking, yeah. like the harmonizing or whatever they was doing and the way they was singing. To me, yeah. they weren't like, and that was their style. And I was still trying to, I was trying to connect it to singing and yeah. not connect it to rapping. And I'm like, they don't sound like fucking Jodeci or Luke yeah, Vandross. Exactly. Like, so why, how did, how's that singing? You know, I didn't get the whole harmony thing or whatever. Yeah, And it I'll was never so forget new. it. I never get it, bro. Like, I hated it. Every time I heard it, I hated it. And my little brother, my little brother was 10 years younger than me. And he stuttered. He had a stutter like real bad, right? Mm. So I remember one day I'm coming into my house and I, I hear it playing in my house. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck is listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony? It's just me and my brother and my mom. Yeah. yeah. And I open my brother's door and he got his back turned and he's he's doing the Bone Thugs and Harmony bit. And he and he was doing it like he like didn't miss a step. Like and them. I'm like, right. I'm like, he stuttered. Like, this is crazy. Like, how that's the fuck, crazy. How's he able to do that? Yeah, you man. You know what I'm saying? That's like music, dude. Music. And I was is just crazy. like, I was like, well shit, maybe I like Bone Thugs of Harmony. Yeah, now. that's what, <laughs> that's you what, know what I'm saying. saying? I, like it just it was so new. I did I just didn't really get it. And then like later, obviously years later, you're like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? But it yeah. was not the norm. And I, it's like, I don't even know how easy he heard that. You know what I mean? It was like, this is going to be the biggest thing ever because I just. Right. But I'm such a, like I said, I'm a hip hop purist. I'm listening to Gangstar and I'm listening, you know right. what I mean? I'm not. Right, Dice Effects. I'm, I'm the complete Rock opposite of whatever that is. You know what right. I mean? So I was just like, I was not. I was not. Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't, you know, didn't, didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I knew I was like, I was like, Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, Cleveland, like, exactly. Cleveland? Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But and then later on they would come they would become going to become one of the biggest rap groups in the world. Like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. I think I I think the Pinnacle, I remember, you know, Crossroads and yeah. uh them seeing oh, them seeing them come out of like the fucking M T V awards, like yeah. they had them like angels. Yeah. And I was like, damn, these motherfuckers. That video, yeah. <laughs> and the baby video where they touched fucking Uncle Charlie yeah. and his eyes I was were like, black. Yeah, dude. I was like, I couldn't I yeah, I was like, man, it's this, this going too far. But that song was huge. <laughs> Listen, bro, huge. a lot of people ate off Crossroads. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Crossroads yeah. saved a lot of careers. For real, seriously. You that know what I mean? Huge. That was a huge record. Now, I can't front. I can't front on how big they look. Like, you know, they they were huge. But that was not, I was not <laughs> was feeling not that it. at first. At first, I was not into it. Um, what is your, so what is what is your favorite record that you've ever been a part of? Man, my favorite record. Um, that you've ever produced. I mean, I, I I say I mean I I always I I like random stuff that I've done. Even obviously, Fear Drake, um, that was a mm-hmm. that was a, a, a that was like a pivotal one because he was still I mean he was popping obviously, but it was right. he was still kind of new and like that was kind of like like Jay Z called him, you know what I mean about that record and you know he even says that's still one of his favorite records like yeah. to this day, you know what Dope. I mean. So that that was a big one. Kind of like a big deal. Um, a lot of these records I did with Chin and Jetty, uh, my boy Chin. Shout out to him. Um, uh, another, my favorite that I've done, just because I I worked really hard at it, and it probably, it flew under the radar, but I know, like, what I did was, like, it kind of, I kind of proved something to myself, which was, there's a song that I did with Game called Ricky, and it was on the Red album. <laughs> and you know, originally we 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 sampled Boys in the Hood. It was like that scene where Ricky gets shot, right? And we couldn't clear it. You know what I mean? So they thought their you know the record was dead. I remember Game was like disappointed, like damn, we can't use this record. It was like, it was one of the you know it was like a an important record for the for, right. for that album. And so I ended up, man, I ended up redoing like, like almost recreating the score and the scene just on my own. With like my musicians, I brought in actors. We actually wrote a script and sent it to Ice Cube so he could do the Ricky part and you know the part where um, you know uh, he you know they bring the body in and his girl starts crying and all that right. stuff. Like I brought in actors and we wow. recreated the whole thing. And I remember playing it for Game. He couldn't believe it. He was like, "Yo, like this sounds just as incredible as the original. It actually right. sounded better." Because right. it was like you know, it was more like now you can vivid. you can really control the sounds too. Yeah, exactly. So it was just it, the record ended up being like way more powerful. You know what I mean? So, but it took like months to get that done. You know what I mean? And, and like, you know, Interscope they were like they thought the record was dead, but you know, we ended up working it out. You know what I mean? And like they looked at me differently at that point. And I <laughs> I wasn't using samples. You know what I mean? So at that point, I was like playing everything and making my own samples. So it, you know. That was like a big deal because like it just shows it showed me that like you can always go the full the full way. Like you don't have to just give up on a record. You know what I mean? And like and I learned that from Dre too. It's like, you know, there's always a, a solution. It's always to the a problem. way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was that was like a big, big deal. Um that's another one. Obviously Kush because just for what that, that yeah, meant. And no, like, it was a big record. And that and that was just one of those records that came out of like the detox era of you know what I'm saying? that actually made it out. It was like, I need a doctor and Kush made it out. And it was like, you know, that was it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, um, and we, you know, we worked on that record for six months. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. I, every, everybody wrote hooks to that. Like the dream to, you name it, everybody, everybody, MC from the West coast, every singer from the West coast, like they all wrote, you know, so it took, it took a minute to get that record done. And like, yeah, it was like, you know, my other like kind of confession with that record is Dre has sent me the mix and I was like, you know, he was like, well, what do you think? You know what I mean? I'm like, Dre's asking me what I think about, you know, right about but a I mix. wasn't. But, you know, 
my original version sounded different, so I'm, I got demoitis. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. So I'm like, and I don't know. For people that don't know what demoitis yeah. is, it, it, it means when you record an early version of a record and you listen to that part, that one so much that when they do what they need to do to the record to make it sound like a song and get yeah. it on the radio, it doesn't sound the exact same as it has been in, on your headphones for yeah. six months. And you yeah. fell in love with the six-month version, and now it's a new one, and you don't like the new one. That's yeah. demoitis. Yes. Perfect explanation. And it's it, it applies to this because, like, I was so locked into my version of the beat and what, you know what I mean? So when he sent me the mix, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, he's like, this ain't it. This ain't it. You know what I mean? He was like, he's like, well, do you think you could do it better? And I was like, well, yeah, I think I could do it. I'm telling Dre that, right? <laughs> An idiot. Like, I'm like, I'm an right. idiot. Like, what, why am I telling, what, what, you know, but anyway, I'm thinking like, you know, I can get it to sound like how I hear my vision of it, right? So he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to set up this, I'm going to set up a session for you. You're going to go in tomorrow morning. No, you're going to go in tomorrow, uh, this evening and you're going to, and in the morning I'm going to call you and you're going to send me the mix. You know what I mean? So I, wow. I go in with, um, I think it was Steve B or I, I can't, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Steve. And, um, you know, one of his engineers and Vito, uh -huh. so we were just, we were up all night and I'm like tweaking it. I have no, I, I'm thinking I know what I'm doing, but I I really don't know what I'm doing. Right, I'm like right, trying right. to figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm putting stuff back in the record that he took out, whatever. So I literally go up to the like seven in the morning, it's seven in the morning at this point, And Dre is like calling me like, yo, where is it at? I'm like, I'm almost done. He calls me 30 minutes later. Where is it at? I finally sent it to him. Right. So then I get a call after I, I'm, I'm driving, I'm leaving the studio and I get a call and I'm like, he, I'm like, well, what'd you think? And he was like, yeah, like we can't use this. I'm like, why? He's like, he's like, cause when I mix, I mix for mastering. Uh -huh. and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't even, you know, I'm you thinking like, it's another step after this. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, I know, you know, he's like, cause I put, you know, I make, I leave space. That's why my music works. Cause the space in my records is what makes my records big, sound big. You know what I mean? And like, and, and, and that's what mastering does. Yeah. And so when he goes to mastering, he has space and he has more room to work with. With me, I'm squashing it. I'm adding my own mastering chain to it. I'm doing everything in the box. He doesn't know that. You know what I mean? Right. He knows like two inch, we're going to mastering. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm using the SSL. I know what I'm doing. So he's explaining to me. So then... The next day they debut it on Power 106. Yeah. Right. Um, and he and he, and he, you know, at that point he's like, We're just gonna use my mix. Trust me, it's gonna right. be you're gonna love it. You know what I mean? And I hear it on the radio and I'm like, I can't I I I was like, this sound it sounded incredible. Like I was like, they're debuting it, they're playing it all day. You know what I mean? It was like right. a big LA Brand, moment. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Dre, it's Dre and Snoop. And so he called me. And he's like, what do you think now? And I just started laughing. I was like, you were right. You were he's right. Like, he's like, see? But he, but Dre is always teaching me. Like, he's always yeah. dropped jewels on me. At, at every point in my career, he's dropped he's dropped these kind of jewels. And he's like, trial by fire. Like, okay, you think you could do it better? Go right. ahead. And at least he gave you the shot to even try. Yeah. To, to say, like, you know what, that's why That's why you are you. Yeah. And I'm and me. I'm I haven't me. learned that I haven't learned that skill set yet. Yeah. You know what I'm, saying? You know what I'm not saying? saying I won't, but I don't know it right now, right before this record come out. So you know what? You got it, bro. Yeah, man. Like that that's what I'm saying. That's but that's what I love about him. You know what I mean? Like he it's not like he's holding it against me or whatever. He's just like, 
no, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you a lesson, and that's what's that's what's gonna be, and like, you know, and that's literally been my whole career. Like, I still apply everything that he's taught me. You know, what I mean, literally yeah. to this, up to this point, I think that's contributed to my success. Literally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that separation's kind of happened because I I've, I've learned from like literally the best to ever do it. Right to me, nah, you know what I mean? So listen, that's a that's a dope thing, bro. Like, and yeah. and he's like I said, he's a guy that. That you know, one session with him will change your life. You know, forever. What I mean? like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, it will. So, with that Absolutely. being said, I'm gonna <laughs> go into my hip hop confession about how we met. You don't remember? Do you remember how we met at all? I do not remember. Okay, cool. So it's it's probably gonna come back to you in in this in this moment. Then and and it's a guy that connected us. Like I said, I to protect the guilty and the innocent, I'm gonna just call him Aftermath. You know what I mean? His name is Aftermath, and it's not Dr. Dre. Yeah. Um. So it's two. It's gonna be two guys in this story. One guy I'm just gonna call him Jay, and then the other guy's Aftermath. Right. So I get Knotts, uh, Daryl Sloan, Knotts' manager, hits me up. And says, yo, it's the guy named Aftermath that wants to contact you about doing some writing. They working on a detox. Right. I get a call. I'm like, really? He was like, no, it's, it's legit. He got a he got a beat from Knotts. And he he been giving it to different writers and he wanted him to touch it. I think Royce might have had it, you might, you know, whatever. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, oh shit, it's you know, this is crazy. So I, I get the beat and I write three separate songs to it. Two songs. I was just being in my own voice, just rapping as myself. Well, just rapping as a rapper. The right. third song, I, I changed my tone and started sounding like Dre. Right? I'm right. rapping deeper. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm in a pocket that Dre would be. I, I thought Dre would be in. Yeah. I send the record back to Knotts and them. I guess they send it over. Two days later, Aftermath hits me on my line, like 310 number, like, yo, man, we, yo, Dre fucking with all three of these joints. Um, all the versions, like, yo, when can you come to L.A.? And I was like, shit, I'm going to be out there in a minute for the Grammy shit. He was <laughs> like, okay, bet. Well, I'm going to set some shit up. So I'm like, okay, bet. I come out there Grammy week, um, and he hits me up. I got to rent a car and shit. I'm moving around L.A., and he hits me like, we're going to go to Dre's Friday night. And I'm like, all right, cool. And i never forget, uh... We was going down Sunset. We was going up Sunset and banged the right. I think on Do Do Haney or some some shit. Right. So we go up there, and this windy road, and we, we get to the security guards, and we get to this big ass house, right? And I come in. He introduces me. I come in, and he's like, "Yo, this this skills that wrote those the joints." And he was like, "Oh shit, what's up, man?" And I was like, "What's up? The game is on. The Laker game is on. The house is chill. It's just me, Dre." Maybe one other dude, and um, I think it was, yeah, it was me, Dre, and two other dudes, and the guy that I was with, Aftermath, who I was right, with. Right, right. Right, so we in the house, and he like, yeah, nah, I like what you did to them joints, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I'm a, I, I want to I play you some other shit. He starts playing me all these amazing ass records. Right, right. So I was a joint with Too Short. He played me the joint the, uh, over the Jake One beat that turned yeah. into Three Kings. I'm yeah, hearing yeah. all like, it's a record with Little Kim and Too Short. It was fucking amazing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, I'm hearing all these songs, and he's like, "Um, what you think?" And I was like, first of all, I can't believe I'm sitting here just chilling <laughs> with fucking Dr. Dre." Right, yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, 
I'm like, yo, this shit is crazy. He was like, all right, cool. I'm going to, um, yeah, I got some joints. I'm going to play you real quick in the, in the big room. So we go into this room and he plays me some joints. Says some beats. He's like, what you think about these? These like these. I was like, yo, I like the first two. He was like, you think you could try something to him? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. So, so I start writing. He leaves the room. I, I finished the first one and I go outside for a second. And and he he's telling Aftermath who's Aftermath is drinking. He's been, right. he's drinking, right? <laughs> right. Aftermath has been drinking. And he rolled up there with me. I picked him up and he rolled up there with me. Aftermath been drinking. So right. Dre tells one of the dudes, he was like, yo, man, it's like it's like 10 o'clock Friday night. He's like, yo, it's like dry, man. You think we should get some people over here? And he was like, I don't know. He was like, what you want to do, Dre? He was like, man, it's just. The vibe just the vibe is just weird. Let's see some people over here. I'm I'm like I grab a quick soda, go back into the room, finish writing the first the first record. Khalil, I I lie to you not. I come back out. I come back, and it's forty people in there. <laughs> it's like a party. It looked like it looked like the G thing video in the house, right? I write the I'm writing a, a guy named Slim the Mobster. Oh yeah, comes Slim, over. Yep. Slim yep. the Mobster comes over and he he I think he was writing some joints too. But I'm in this room. I go out, it's girls, it's it's a party. And I'm like, yeah. damn, it's just it's lit in here. But I'm like, I don't want him to think that this is gonna get my concentration off of finishing these songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go <laughs> back in the room and finish these songs. Fuck this part. Ludacris is in here, fucking Swiss came through, Alicia Key, like it's Grammy Crazy. weekend. Right? right, right, right. So it's celebs in there and regular yeah. people. Everybody drinking, chilling. Aftermath still drinking. The homie aftermath, <laughs> right? I go back in. I finish the song. I come back out. I peek my head out. Dre look at me, and I'm like, I never told this story before. This is crazy. Dre looks at me. He like, Yo, you got something? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, come, come check it out. He was like, All right, cool. So he comes in. He listened to both of them, and he like, Oh, these fire. He was like, yo, that pocket you was in, that shit is hard. He was like, I want you to take, he says it so fast. He goes, yo, the, the fourth line, the 12th line, and the 14th, the 14th bar, like, say those joints, like, you came in like, ta-ta, 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 come finish it like, ta-ta, ta-ta-ta-ta, finish it like that, like, ah-ah-ah-ah, ah 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 and I'm sitting there like, because he, he's paying attention to the syllables, and yeah. I'm like, fuck, he's like, he's like, yeah, because, you got you you need you need one more word to make that match that one. Like ah ah ta 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 like so I'm like, all right, bet I got it. And I, right. I understand what he's right. asking me to do. Right, 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 right. I go back in the room, finish it, getting better, and I gotta take a piss. I come out and I take a piss, and I'm looking, I'm literally looking out as I go in the bathroom, I'm looking at all of LA. Yeah. Through yeah, like yeah. a window. I go back in, come back, knock. He he listens to the records. He likes it. I go back in the room. I come back out forty five minutes later. Everybody's gone. What? It's like it's like it never happened, <laughs> right? Everybody's gone. It's Dre, homie aftermath, uh -huh. another dude, and another guy. And I'm just sitting there like, all right, you know, okay, cool. The game is over. Lakers won. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. motherfuckers. I guess went out and hit the streets or whatever. Right. So he goes, he's sitting there and he's like, um, he's like, nah, man. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna vibe with those joints. I'm gonna definitely be in touch. Like, I like your pen. And I was like, oh man, I, I thank you, man. I appreciate it. Like, 
I said, I just appreciate the opportunity. He was like, yeah, nah, it's cool. It's cool, man. And I was like, yo, man, you got a beautiful home. Like, this this house is amazing. Like, And he goes, he said, no, nah, thank you. I said, he said, he said, I appreciate it. And I was like, yo, so where's like, like, where's your family? Like, and he was like, what you mean? And I said, like, if this, is anybody else live here with, with like the family? And he was like, what? oh, you mean like the house? I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, this ain't like my house, like where the, yeah. the family stays. <laughs> yeah. This is like, he's like, yo, you got to come out here in the summer skills. It'd be cracking out here. This the, the homies be here. And I'm like, in my mind, I go, you don't even live here? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. He like, this the home, and I, it's, 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 it's computing to me, this is the homie house. Yeah, that's like, the homie house. This is where we yeah. come and just kick yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. what is my light? <laughs> we leave, aftermath is drunk, wasted. Dre is looking like, man, like, oh, this, you, you did a little too much. And they like, I like, I, I'm going I'm to take him back. They like, yo, you got him skill. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take him back. They like, all right, cool. We get in the car and I bang a right and I start driving up instead of going down, right? <laughs> right. He ain't saying nothing. He just in the car and he keeps saying, yo, you got to take me to, to Lil. I said, who? <laughs> he said, you got to take me to Lil. And he goes, he said, you got to take me to Lil. And I'm like. I, we go up this hill and these men in black looking motherfuckers come out with straight ear earpieces and the whole shit. And I'm like, they come out, they like they about to pull out on us. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? He's in the passenger seat kind of leaning. And he goes, oh shit, shit, my bad. I meant to tell you to make a left. Did you make a right? I said, yeah, I made a right. He said, the, 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 the earpiece dude goes, where are you going? I said, I'm trying to get back down to sunset. He's like, yeah, nah, back up. I had to do a three-point turn a small-ass street. He's like, you got to yeah. go back down that way. I go back down the hill. I'm like, bro, what the fuck, bro? Why You told me to go right. He was like, oh, my bad. He was like, I said, what was that? He was like, yo, that's Leo that's Leo Donardo Caprio's house. You can't even <laughs> go up his street. <laughs> I said, what? That's right. That's he right. said, that's, I Le remember that's that. Leonardo DiCaprio's house. My bad. <laughs> He's like, yo, he, he keeps calling this number, and it's 3 in the morning. Nobody's answering. He's like, I got to go to Lil's. I can't go home. I can't go home. I got to go to Lil's. Finally, he calls and somebody named Lil gets on the phone with me. And I go, yo, man, I got him in the car with me. And he's he's tipsy. And he said he got to come to your house. And the, the person on the phone, Lil, goes, all right, yeah, bring him over here. So I said, OK, cool. What's the address? Because he's drunk. Lil gives me the address. He's in the car wasted. I finally get to this address. I go knock on the door. The door opens, and it's you. <laughs> and I said, yo, man, I got I got aftermath, and you like, yo, he drunk? And I'm like, yeah, you're like, all right, man. Now he gets up, he walks by you, and you look at him like, damn, bro, like, all right, man. And I'm like, yo, he is he good? And you was like, yeah, yeah, he good. And then you close the door. Then you open the door back up and you go, wait a minute, are you mad skills? And I said, yeah. I said, are you DJ Khalil? And you were like, yeah, it's 3.30 yeah. in the morning.
You yo. go, yeah. And I said, yo, and you was like, bro, I'm a I'm a huge fan, man. I, I used to bang Dude. shit back and like, yo, mad skills on my fucking porch at three in the morning. This shit is crazy <laughs> to crazy. me. And I'm sitting there like, that's fucking, crazy. fucking DJ Khalil. <laughs> I, I drop him off. I drop Aftermath off at your house. And I go back to the hotel. I didn't get back to the room till four in the morning. Wow. So I sleep till like 1 p.m., right. 2 p.m. I wake up and I have 19 missed calls from Aftermath. <laughs> I finally call him and he goes, yo, What's up, man? Mo, yo, man, my bad for last night, man. I was fucked up. But yo, can you do me a favor? I said, what? He said, can you check your rental car and see if I left my wallet in there? Oh my! And I, I said, think... yeah, I'll go check it. I go check the rental car. His wallet is right in between the door and the the, the, the right hand side of the door. I call back. I said, yo, I got you. I got your wallet, bro. He said, <laughs> yo, man. I, he said, where are you? I said, I'm at the subway right here off of like. La Cienega or some shit. He was like, yo, I'm at DJ Khalil's spot. Here's the address. Can you come bring my wallet to me? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I bring the wallet. So I go to your studio, the right up <laughs> on the joint on that's the overlooking on the Brea. I on go Brea, to your studio. Yeah. I come in and I bring him his wallet. Right? I bring him his wallet. I walk in and you're fucking sitting there. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, like, what is my life? The story gets better. The story gets better. Now this is where this person Jay comes in. We're sitting in your studio and we just start you start playing me beats. We start rocking. I'm listening to beats. Do Aftermath is still over there, kind of hung over from the night before. And then this guy comes in named DJ Buddha. Buddha comes in and Buddha goes, Yo, mad skills? And I was like, Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I was just talking about you the other night. And I was like, to who? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but it was a guy I know, man. He he writes songs and shit. You know, he was like, my name's DJ Boot. I work at Pitbull. And I was like, Pitbull mm -hmm. was huge at the time. <clears throat> and he yeah, was like, man, I, I, I work guy. with this guy. I work with this guy, man. And, um, you know, he was talking about you the other night. I was like, he's talking about me. What? He was like, yeah, he's saying he used to rap at like a radio station with you or some shit. And I was like. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he was like, he said, yo, like, he said, um, he said he used to rap with you and like Lonnie G. I said, Lonnie B? He was like, yeah, yeah, Lonnie B and some shit. I was like, yeah. He said, yeah, the guy, yeah, he said he was he was down, he was down with y'all. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he was like, um, tall? He said, he told me his name and I was like, yeah, I don't know him. And he goes, yeah, he's tall. I said, dark skin? He was like, yeah. I said, I don't know. The person you're talking about don't sound like the person I know. Right. And he was like, yeah. And then he says, yeah, nah, like, he's a like, huge songwriter. Motherfucker that wrote his for, like, Madonna, fucking Will I Am, like, all this shit. I'm trying to get him to work with Pitbull. Motherfucker won't return my calls. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Who you talking about? <laughs> Tells me his name again. I'm like, uh, he sound like another dude I know named Jay. And he was like, his name ain't Jay. I said, yo, you got his number? He's like, yeah, but he don't never fucking answer the phone. I said, yo, text him this real quick. I tell him, I said, yo, I named the college radio station and this shit that we used to say all the time before we rhymed, and he sent it to him. Two minutes later, the phone rings, and Buddha goes, yo, this fuck's crazy. This motherfucker never calls me. 
Wow. What did you say? I pick up the phone and he's like, skills. <laughs> and I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, where are you? I said, yo, I'm with DJ Buddha at, at Khalil's studio. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Right now. <laughs> I said, he said, the one off La Brea? I said, yeah. He said, we on the way. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I get off the phone. Buddha goes, what did he say? I said, yo, he's, he said he's on the way. Buddha was like, bro, I've been trying to get this dude for like six weeks. He won't fucking return my call. I'm trying to get him to work with Pitbull. He won't even return my call. I was like, yo, that's my Crazy. young man. That's my youngin. That's my little homie. That's like the little homie. He was like, bro, that's crazy. The dude that's comes crazy. to the dude comes in the studio. And when he comes in, he starts talking to everybody. He's like, Oh, how are you? How are you? I'm so and so. I'm so and so. And everybody's like, yo, how you doing? And I hear his voice. I'm like, that can't, it's not the same Jay I know from back in the day. It can't be. He don't even sound like this. And I hear right. he's speaking to people as he's coming down the hallway of your studio. He speaks to you. He's like, oh, DJ Khalil, how are you? How? So as <laughs> soon as he turns to me, I go. Yo, Jay, man, he goes, yo, 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 are you, are you guys busy? And you was like, nah, nah, I'm just, we just playing beats. He was like, can I borrow skills? And you were like, yeah. He's like, I just want to play in something in my car. Can I borrow skills? And they were like, <laughs> you was like, yeah, cool. He's like, skills, just come outside. I just want to play two songs for you. So I go, all right. So I walk outside. I get in his car. He gets in the front seat. He has a driver and a black Cadillac Escalade. He closes the door, turns around, looks at me and goes, yo, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> I was like, yo, Jay, what the fuck is going on, bro? <laughs> he was like, yo, they, yo, them, them, yo, Khalil and Budin, they don't know me as Jay, bro. Like, I'm, he had changed his name, went to L.A., became a huge songwriter, but he was my youngin'. And that's, that's how crazy. I met. That's how, that's the first. All of that happened in the 24 hours that I met you. That's crazy. From, from Dr. Dre's house to your house to your studio to connecting with my old homie Yo. back in the day, who's a huge fucking songwriter now, pop, doing his shit. Wow. And fucking. And that's how that that's all that happened around the same the, the same 24 hours that I was at your house with aftermath. When he got drunk, Yo, and I had to take him to your crib. That is, I, I, it's like, as soon as you talk, you told the story. I know who you're talking about now. <laughs> right. I know exactly who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. believe that. No, man. I mean, everything like me being all La Brea, that room was like magical. It was in the middle of everything, so everybody yeah. came through. Like, yeah. like, dude, I remember Drake pulled up on me. With ten SUVs pulled up in the parking lot. In that like, little that, ass park. In that little ass park, dude. Like he was like he called me. He was working on uh take care. Mm -hmm. He was working on take care. And he was like, "Yo, where you at?" I'm like, "I'm I'm at the studio. I'm sitting on the break." He's like, "Send me the address. I'm on my way." Pulls up ten ten SUVs coming like like the president, and they rush him in. Like literally, like he has bodyguards. They rush him into my studio because it's like you know it's some hood. Yeah. Dudes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Your so shit is, your shit is it's right there. It's like. right in the yeah. It's like mid city. So, and and he hung out for like forty five minutes. I'm playing the beats. He's like, yo, you know, like I told Rolling Stone, like, can I tell them that you're gonna be on the album? I'm like, Drake is telling me this. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I I ended up not making the album. You know what I mean? But it was it was like I I have my version of Club Paradise that never came out. But right, you know what I mean? They end up going a different version. But like that was like. 
Dre had been over there, Buster, a bunch of times. Pitbull's been over there. Like, everybody's been in that spot. Yeah. Like, everybody. And then, and it's then a I legendary. Think, and Dahi, I think Dahi got it yeah, after and Dahi, you. Yeah, DJ was Dahi was next yeah, DJ door. Dahi so. was, he took Crawdon's spot. Crawdon was next door. Yes, that's And he took over Crawdon's spot. And then um, who took over my spot? I'm sure. But the kid, because I left and I moved downtown. And then, like, so everybody literally in hip-hop has been in that space. Yeah, nah, legendary studio, bro. Like, like that's legendary. my story. Yeah, that's, man. And I'm glad I had a, a moment there. Like, But that's yeah. how, that was my 24 hours in L.A. working with Dr. Dre for Detox. That is incredible. Which connected me to you and then connected me to my homeboy from VA who had went to L.A. and changed that his name and started doing some other shit. Incredible. Yeah, man. Super Incredible. wild story, man. Yeah, that's wild, man. Oh, my. That's like, yeah. <laughs> nah, that, that brings back way too many memories. Because I remember that house, Dre's house over there. Like, that was, you know, I was over there working with him. I was making beats with him for like a month over there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, which was the most intense thing ever. But it was yeah. with, we had fun, though. It was, yeah. Dre knows how to have fun. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely for sure. So, yeah, <laughs> man, before we get out of here, what, let the people know what you got coming up next. What can they look out for? You know what I'm saying? What you got What you got on deck for 2023? Man, just, uh, well, me and Chase are working on self-scientific right now. <clears throat> I mean, definitely have records coming out. I can't, I don't want to even put it out there yet because you right. never know gotcha. what's going to happen when, it, mm-hmm. when they're coming. But definitely more production coming. Um, you know, I'm trying to drop this instrumental album. Um, oh, sometime this year, yeah, yeah, with 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 a band that I I don't want to say anything yet until it's like confirmed, but it's with a band that's like everybody loves, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. we have a full project um, that I want to release. So we'll see what what happens there. Um, yeah, just just a lot of more partnerships and stuff like that, and definitely more music. But um, yeah, yeah, man, that's it. You know, honestly, that's dope, man. Still working, man. I'm you know I'm up for you know I'm on Kendrick's album. We're up for the the Grammy album of the year this year. I won. Last year, album of the year, won a Grammy, so still going. Dope, you know man. I mean? Dope. Yeah, man. I love to good. see it happen, man. Good luck to you, brother, man. I yeah, appreciate man. you tapping in with us. Yeah, no, nah, thank you, you know for having me, man. This is definitely a bucket list yeah, moment. Nah, so. then I definitely got I, I definitely want to get, you know, just a just a pack from you, some beats to just write yeah. to you. know, I still write my shit. So yeah. and you on. never know where it might end up. You We're know overdue. We're yeah, overdue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yo, man, listen. Tell the people where they can get you, you know, your social media and all of that, where they can follow you at. Man, this guy's an amazing producer, y'all. If you do beats, man, you definitely got to tap in with him. And even if you don't, he's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, uh, on Instagram, it's just um, DJ Khalil. I'm just, like, at DJ Khalil. And um, same thing with Twitter. You can find me on there, just um, DJ Khalil. Um, trying to remember. Uh, yeah, I mean, Facebook, you can find me under Self Scientific and DJ Khalil. Right. Uh, Self Scientific, we got... Um, you know, you can look us up, <clears throat> um, you know, me and my brother Chase, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, we still out here, you know, yeah. just doing it, man. Keeping hip-hop alive. And it's yeah, hip-hop's man. 50th, man, so, you know, yeah. this year is going to be a, a stellar year for a lot Big of people, year. man. So I'm looking forward to what you're going to cook up and what you're going to do, man. Yeah, man, man. I just appreciate you pulling up to the show, brother, man. Yeah, Thanks man, for having thank you. Thank yeah, you, Yeah, already. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. Yeah, y'all. Check it All out, right. man. This has been Hip Hop Confessions. With DJ Khalil and Mad Skills, cause everybody got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this.